what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I got through uh, last night's first episode, even though it was on at the same time as my beloved Braves were playing playoff baseball. So I'm, I'm, I'm a conflicted man. Wow, I didn't even know that baseball was happening, let alone playoff baseball. So that that's news to me. Well, I guess if it's pandemic pseudo baseball, but it's still it's still baseball. Yeah, well, I guess you'll take what you can get, which is uh, how I felt about last night's episode. Well, it was you know the the first episode uh, as you have trained me. It's always sort of a strange episode with the people coming out of limousines trying to make some sort of impression. Well, I didn't even understand the limousine. You know, if they're all staying at the La Quinta Resort. Why can't they just walk over to wherever Claire is? I I was getting uh, flashbacks to uh, Clemson football's incredibly embarrassing entrance every game where they get on a bus and ride to the other side of the stadium to touch a rock and run down a little hill. It's just like embarrassing. Like these guys can walk to the other side of the resort. It's just it seemed a little wasteful to me. And, and I got the sense that maybe like there were several of them in the same limousine and they just took turns coming out. Is that sort of the impression that you got? Yes. Well, that's normal. Usually okay. there's like five or six people in the same limo. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, when we, when we do this, so, uh, you know, we're, we're assuming that people are not totally relying on us to watch the episodes. So uh, did you, did you find any highlights or lowlights in the last night's episode? Yeah, let's let's start on the high notes here. Um, I quite enjoyed watching Claire's men get COVID tests, and I don't know if that's weird of me, but I, I just found a lot of joy in it. Like, I've gotten the COVID test done once, and I really didn't think it was that bad, very comparable to a flu test. And these men were being kind of babies about it, like tearing up looking like they were crying, freaking out about it. But I, I enjoyed getting to see that side of the show, which is something we've never seen before. Well, well good that you're, you're sharing your sadistic side. So uh, <laughs> I've not had the COVID test, but it, it looked, um, looked like they, they really are jamming something into your brain or something. So I, but, but I, I agree with you. And, and uh, as uh, a dad with with two kids, uh, you know, I, I'm always pretty sensitive not to, uh, to to be too whiny, and that I've never been through uh, childbirth. So, so uh, yeah, these these guys seemed a little bit wimpy. Yeah. So, other than that, my my other high was Blake Moines with the first kiss. I thought it was like very unexpected that Claire kissed this guy last night, and the reason that she kissed him is that. She explained that after the season got postponed, he was the only guy to reach out to her and check and see if she was okay during quarantine, which is technically breaking a rule. And so he was willing to like risk his spot on the show just to check in on her. So I, I think that Claire was just giving him like a thank you kiss, but then I'm also part of me 
thinking that maybe she she likes a little bit of a, a bad boy that's not too bad, you know, breaking the rules a little bit for her. So I I didn't expect it, and I thought it was a high. Well, I, I actually had that sort of as a highlight too, and that you know, and in, in that I, I struggled to find highlights in this show, but uh, that seemed like a nice moment. Now, I, I will say I thought it was strange that, that if that's truly breaking the rule, and everything is being filmed just by her saying that, is that at some I, at some point did they say, hey, uh, by the way, you broke the rule, you have to leave uh, because you broke the rule. Uh, so I, I, you know, she really wanted to keep him around. Might she have sort of done it more on the down low as opposed to making a big deal out of it? Well, I think that since he's already there, has already gone through the quarantine and the COVID test, like he's there to stay. And I think if Claire wanted him there, they're not going to kick him out because of that. But it leads me to a bigger question of, is it really true that Blake Moynes is the only guy to reach out to Claire during the quarantine? Because if what we've heard are true, is true and the rumor mills that Claire finds who she wants to be with after 12 days, like the only logical explanation for me was that she was talking to this guy for the quarantine, like beforehand, she had to have talked to this guy. Otherwise like 12 days, that's insane. And I don't, I'm not sure that Blake moans is this guy that she ends up with. And so it's like, did other guys reach out to her and she's just lying or maybe she reached out to other guys. And so she kind of, use that little nuance to say that he was the only one reaching out to her, but she reached out to other guys. So I thought that was interesting because I don't believe that she, that Blake is the only guy she was talking to during quarantine. Well, and, and I know you, you have your theories and, and um, I'm going to just say, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I know what you're saying, unless Blake is the guy that she ends up with. And, and we know that they've had some contact, but uh, um yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I will say as a dad, as your dad, I'm glad that you sort of recognize that falling in love with someone in 12 days is probably not realistic. So that, that does make me feel good as, as the dad. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have any other highs that you want to discuss? You know, I, I, I don't know if it's a high, but obviously there is a, con- there is a connection between Claire and Dale in that uh, when when uh, he shows up, it's you know she's saying, "I think I just met uh, uh, my husband," and and mm-hmm. you know, she she seems to be just swooning around him. And hey, he's a he's a handsome fellow, and uh, yeah, you know, so that's that's fine. But yeah, there are like thirty handsome fellows out there, so not you know you know eyebrows raised. We'll see. Okay, you ready to move on to the lows? Sure, sure. I, I'll have a serious low. I thought it was sad finding out that Claire's mom is in a home for Alzheimer's and dementia. I that was not something that I was aware of pre-show, and I know she her dad's already passed, so I'm sure like just going through the quarantine and not being able to see your parents. Like I've. I've gone home to see you guys a few times. Like we've been able to see each other, but like if you guys were in a home and were also like struggling with Alzheimer's or dementia, I think that would have made my quarantine very hard. So that's that's my only low, a serious one. I mean, obviously there were a lot of other lows throughout the show, but it's just like 
we've only got so much time to talk here. Well, and and I, I I put down as low as you know you know Chris Harrison. Do you have to make Claire cry like you know five <laughs> minutes into the show about you know with, with with reminiscing about her her deceased father? So I, I you know come on Chris Harrison. I you know it's I, that didn't feel necessary. I yeah. guess that's his job. I feel like after this season, whoever the makeup artist is for the lead really needs to get a raise because it seems like Claire's going to cry almost every single time she talks about her feelings, which is what this whole show is about. And that makeup artist is going to be having to do many more touch-ups than they're used to. All right. What other low lights did you have? That was it. That was that was your only low light? Yeah. <laughs> well... I, you know, and, and maybe this falls into your right reason, wrong reason, but uh, you know, you know you, Tyler's uh, power play or, or trying to be trying to be the the power play thing, where he, where he uh, confronts Joseph on the first night about uh, you know that he's been reckless on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm, number one, when he came you know, just from his beginning coming in a station wagon and he, you know, he's this shiny, sweaty lawyer from West Virginia, uh, was not a fan to start with. And then, you know, I'm scratching my head thinking, you know, you're, you're confronting this guy. You want to, you're, you're being the Instagram police here. Um, how many of your clients are in jail? You must not be a good lawyer. You know, so <laughs> I... I, I found him to be a low light. Um, well, I, I'll say about that. Um, last week, I totally called it that we only need ty- one Tyler C. in Bachelor Nation, and that is our Lord and Savior, Tyler Cameron. And now we have no worries because new Tyler C. is gone, and we will never think about him again. I thought you would like that. And then, and, you know, and, and, and you, you probably knew this one was coming and that uh, Jay – the Duke-loving doofus shows up in a straight jacket, which he seems to wear the entire night. You know, when he's there for the rose ceremony, he still has a straight jacket on. You know, has this guy not had any hydration? Did he have to go to the bathroom? You know, did did he take the straight jacket off and then put it back on? You know, I I the fact that he loves Duke basketball makes me dislike him from the start, and and I thought he was kind of an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really have much to say on that. I didn't really understand the straight jacket, but uh, I applaud him for his commitment to the act. Yeah, and and I'll just throw you know one more at you. Uh, I was concerned about the lack of socks that these people were wearing. Yes, you know, yeah, that yeah, it can be quite the fashion statement uh, from from a family business perspective. I have a history in socks, so it was very distressing to see the lack of socks being worn. Yeah, I, I think it like made me realize how high up some guys' pants go without the socks. Like I guess, you know, having the socks there, you don't realize how high these pants are. And they're seeing a lot of skin last night. It was weird. Anyway, wasn't digging that. So <laughs> let's move along. Okay. So moving on to the right reason, um, this was hard for me. I I kind of pulled this out of thin air at the end, you know, as the episode was going on. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what I should be talking about here. And my first 
My first and only bullet point for a majority of the episode was just Claire's dog's question mark. I I was really struggling here. Claire's dogs seem to, you know, really be in it for the right reason. They're just there hanging out with Claire. They Honey, I think Honey is the name of the golden retriever. Got to meet all the men, so I think she was thriving last night. But I ended up deciding that my right reason for the episode is going to one of your top four picks, Jason. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Um, I actually really like Jason. He came in a little weird out of the limo with the pregnant belly. Like he was getting that awkward music. But once we got the flashback of how Claire came out of the limo for Juan Pablo season, also with the pregnant belly, it made more sense, which was something that I didn't remember from seven years ago. And they also seemed to have like a nice conversation as the night went on and he got a lot of screen time and he seemed like a very genuine guy. So I applaud you for that top four pick. I think it's a good one. Well, you know, and, and I think that he was the former football player that's had concussions that you know, he needs to get married. He's going to have to have someone to take care of him. Uh, <laughs> as he gets older. Uh, and, and like you, I struggled, you know, I, I'm skeptical that, any of these gentlemen are there for the right reason. And this is the, I, I'm skeptical that this is the right way to uh, find the love of your life. And I think that the uh, results from previous seasons demonstrate that it's very unlikely that uh, these people will stay together. You know, the, the other person I thought maybe is there for the right reason. I sort of liked easy. You know, he seemed like a nice guy, you know, seemed to, sort of be enjoying himself, uh, you know, and, and making the best of the situation. So I, I sort of like easy. I can't say he's there for the right reason, but he just seemed comfortable uh, with the situation. I also liked easy. That was a, a bit of a wild card for me. I did not expect to enjoy him as much as I did. So I agree. Shall we just say the rest of them are there for the wrong reason, or do you have some specifics? Well, I I don't have a specific guy I want to talk about. I think the wrong reason here is the um, producers and editors of the show last night. So at the beginning of the show, when we do a recap on Claire and we see her in Juan Pablo's season, like telling Juan Pablo off whenever he doesn't propose and we see all of her exits from Bachelor in Paradise. But do you know what we don't see, Dad? We do, what do we not, not see? We do not see any clips, not a single, single shot, no, no single second of anything from Winter Games when Claire got engaged on the freaking show. It's like they're just pretending it didn't even happen. Like, we know that Claire Crawley got engaged to a Frenchman named Benoit on the reunion show of Winter Games, and they're just acting like we never saw that whole show what it seems like a questionable choice to me like we all watched that season you can't just pretend it never happened well not not all of us watched that season so i i was blissfully unaware of this but uh i i hear what you're saying in that uh she you're saying she's got some history there that has not yet uh totally been explored or, or they're just putting her in a certain light that might not be so accurate it, it was just an odd choice to me, you know, like 
us diehard fans, we know that Claire's been engaged on this show before. Like, why are we trying to hide it? It seems seems a little fishy. Well, I, I hear you. So, so can I give you a wrong reason? Of course. So, I even before the the, the issues with uh, Tyler, the whole Yosef thing made me uncomfortable in that. Uh, he, you know, he's saying, you know, I've got a daughter, you know, and, and he's a family guy and I'm really here for you. And it's sort of like, I'm scratching my head saying, so Yosef, you've left your daughter, I assume as a younger daughter, um, for how many months, how many weeks, how long, uh, to chase this woman that you really don't know. I, I he seemed to really be to me, overplaying the daughter card and, and just sort of made me uncomfortable that, uh, you know, that, that he just seemed to be so I'm here for the right reason. He was there. He was pushing the right reason too much, which made me feel like he's there for the wrong reason. He, to, I, I would hope he should be more concerned about his daughter than this woman who I just found out had already been engaged. You know, she's been uh, all over the place. So I'm, I had him down for the wrong reason. And I must say, just looking at him, he has this chiseled chin and the way he's looking at her and dealing with Tyler, I, to me, he seemed like he seemed like he's the villain straight out of central casting. You know, to me, he just seemed, uh, I'm going to be, you know, Mr. Smooth with Claire, but he, you know, he looks like he's got this body where if any of these other guys get in his way, he will kill them. You know, so he, 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 he sort of scared me. I thought he was like the villain guy. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of his either. And like he referred to him and Claire as Ken and Barbie, or was that Tyler C? I don't remember which one of them did it, but I did not enjoy that. It made me feel a little uncomfortable. I agree about the daughter thing though, and him saying, like, I'm gonna treat you well so that like my daughter knows how she should be treated and all of this stuff. And I it, it just seems like he he was playing the daughter card a little too hard. And also Claire's dated a single dad before with the daughter, a.k.a. Juan Pablo, didn't go well. So I don't know if that was bringing back like flashbacks to her being like, ugh, don't really want to go down this road again on this show. So we'll see how long he makes it. I don't think it'll be that long, though. Well, I, I was rooting for her to off both uh, Tyler and Yosef uh, uh, last night just because, you know, it's the first night. Why do we need that sort of drama? Come on, let's let's move along. So, But it's a, it's a show. I guess we do need that drama anyway. So speaking of you thinking that he's the villain, I wanted to check in on the picks that we made last episode because all of our picks, every single one from first impression rose to villain to top four, all of them made it through episode one, and I am pretty proud of us. And I know that you think that um, Yosef, Yusuf, I'm still not sure how to say his name, is a good villain pick after episode one. But I still feel very confident in both of our villain picks of Bennett and Kenny. You know, I, I just want to take a moment to talk about Bennett. Pulls up in his Rolls Royce wearing a man scarf. This guy looks like a total doucher. Like, I just feel so good about this villain pick. I knew it was in his face. He seems terrible. And Kenny also seems terrible. He didn't even, he wore a t-shirt night one. Was he the one with the dog t-shirt? Yes. 
Yeah, sort of like, please, please pet my shirt and, and feel my chest guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. exactly. So I, I feel like we're doing well with our picks. You know, our first impression rose, Chasen did not get it. Dale got the first impression rose from Claire. We uh, do believe we'll be getting another opportunity for maybe Chasen to get it from Tasha in the future. Um, so we're not out there yet. And our top four did well, you know. Well, I, I, I was sweating it a little bit, but they, they all they all made the initial cut, so that was uh, the, that was refreshing. That was nice. Yeah, so we're we're doing well so far. I'm very proud of us. So the last thing I want to talk about is my MVP of the episode, and you touched on it a little, but I think there's a very obvious MVP, which is Dale. Um, Claire met him getting out of the limo he they have their little conversation he walks away and she literally says i think i just met my husband like right after meeting him he got the first impression where i was like that's a lot night one which also you know going back leads me to believe that she's talked to this man before at some point but if like claire assuming that she just met her husband right after meeting him and giving him the first impression rose doesn't make you the MVP of the episode, then I'm not really sure what will. So the Meredith MVP pick is going to Dale. Can't, can't argue with you about that one. Uh, you know, he seemed to be the obvious standout, at least as far as Claire was concerned. So uh, uh, can't, can't argue with you there. Good pick. Can I, can I, uh, can I uh, end this with some of my fatherly advice? Yes, please wrap us up with some fatherly advice. Okay, so so here's here's a little fatherly advice. Number one, Tyler, you know, the whole tattletale thing. Come on, you know it's the first night. If if there was somebody that was in danger or some really serious uh, information out there, okay. But you know, to Tyler's just trying to, I guess make some sort of impression and uh, totally backfired on him. You know, be, don't, don't go out there and be a tattletale. Not, not cool. You know, so, so that's not good. Um, you know, and you know, it's, it's okay to wear socks. You can make a fashion statement, you know, by wearing socks. So, uh, you know, one of the, one of the good things about being a dad is that at some point uh, you don't worry as much about wearing tight pants and all that stuff. You're, you're a little more comfortable being comfortable. So uh, it's okay to wear socks. You can wear pants down to your shoes. You know, it's, it's okay to, to, to do that uh, from a fashion perspective. But on a little bit more serious note, I will say that, you know, at the beginning, you know, Chris was obviously trying to make uh, Claire emotional talking about her father. And it sounds like her father taped a DVD for her to watch at some point in time. Um, and they, they talked about the dad and her, her father's advice of uh, being proud that she just shows up and keeps trying. And, and, and I will say that resonated with me a little bit. And I suspect I've said this to you before, but I'll say it again, that uh, in my experience, success is made of, of 50% showing up, 40% giving a damn and then really just 10% about how smart you are. But if you show up and care, you, you can go a long way. So uh, that's my dad advice. And and I am always feel good that I know that you, Meredith, 
you show up, you care. And I think you got the 10% brains too. So I know it's going to go a long way. Wow. Thanks, Dad. That was a very sentimental. When Chris was sitting down with Claire talking about her dad and saying that her dad would have been really proud of her if he had been here, I was thinking, oh, if this was me, my dad would be rolling over in his grave if I were in her spot. He would hate this. Well, uh, you're, you're exactly right. But fortunately, I'm not in my grave. So uh, yeah, I, I would be able to hopefully keep you from, from going on the show or at least tell you that there's no way in hell I'm letting those cameras in my house. So uh, for, forget <laughs> about that last uh, bring them home to the family episode. Oh, okay. Well, I think that was some very good fatherly advice. A nice mix of uh, fashion and sentiment. It's what we really love to hear on a nice Wednesday morning. That's why I'm here. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else that you uh, want to get off your chest for episode one? I, I think we've we've done enough damage here today, and uh, and and I I assume that uh, the ne- that the next episode is Tuesday evening. They're not like doing a, we're going to throw three episodes out this week that I have to watch. <laughs> no, I think next episode is Tuesday evening. I guess then that we'll be back here next Wednesday. Yeah, so join us next week while we talk about episode two when Claire goes on her first dates. And you'll get to hear all about those from The Right Reasons and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.